And welcome to another episode of the Disrupting Podcast. A gloomy morning here on Monday, September 20th. Alex, how are you feeling? I'm feeling all right. You and I have been talking about this for a while on Twitter. If anyone doesn't know, follow us yep. on Twitter. We've been kind of mentioning about this for a while because the writing was on the wall. But uh, we'll let you guys listen. I hope that you guys had thoughts on what was happening and uh, had, a, had a strategy right. But um, yeah, yeah, calling the, the forensic team to clean up all the blood, right? I think there's going to be more blood coming. So, uh, Well, let's I'm break at- down why the market is so shitty this morning and what we think you know is fair to expect and then of course share our very opinionated minds right absolutely absolutely all right where do you want to start big dog we're gonna go start off with how the sbi has been been moving as well as with what's going on in the overall global economy news wise so um over the last couple of months if you guys been following me you want to pull uh, up the chart too yeah absolutely so looking at the spy we've been talking about this for a very long time and it's been very interesting to see how it's been moving. So since 2008, it's been moving at a nice upward channel. This is what it's indicated by that little green channel that you're seeing. And it's been steadily going up prior to COVID. Prior to COVID, it broke below that upward channel and then it just started to vertically extend. And it's been always an hesitant way of of investors trying to get in but the thing is is that it's starting to bite back um a lot of money has been going into the market from the federal reserve more than we have ever seen in and over a long long period of time um we've seen purchases like i tweeted in uh, june of 2020 around 500 billion dollars of purchases for uh for um repurchases agreement operations support effective policy implementations they were putting in 500 billion dollars plus on monthly um, between June and and July. So I think a lot of this upward movement was purely artificial, uh, yep. a lot of support by the government, but uh, things are coming soon and we're seeing the, rep- the, the repercussions of it. And I've been tweeting for a long time, the last couple of weeks, stating we need to be hesitant because September and October over the last, like just overall average, it's not a good month. Well, yeah, September since 1950s, September has been known as the September sell-off. It's the worst trading month of the year. And it tends to be more towards the end of uh, the month, whereas last year, I guess, it, it really started on September 1st, just after Apple and Tesla split. But Yeah, and then it's, it just keeps going down after that. There's a little bit more of an uptick slightly at the beginning of October than it just continues to continues to fall. But needless to say, uh, we're, we're, we just broke below some, some major support levels where they just broke below the 25 EMA line and then broke below the 50 EMA line. And this hasn't, it's the 50 EMA line has always acted as a major support level for the SPY to bounce off of. It doesn't have the support level anymore. And the next major support level that could be retested is the 200 EMA line. And if it plunges below that, God willing, hopefully it doesn't happen. So around 410. 410 for the, for, the, for the 200 EMA line. But if it does not hold, I think the next major support level could be 370 at worst case scenario. Jesus. But again, worst case scenario. I don't want yeah. that to happen. Yeah. No one wants, this, wants that to happen, but 
the major contributing factor is is Evergrande. What Evergrande's been going on, uh, what's been happening over the last um, couple of weeks, couple of months, months, is, yeah, it's been pretty insane. Is well, not everyone's aware over- of this either, which is unfortunate. So, for those who aren't, they should just know that this is the world's most indebted property developer. They're Chinese. But, you know, there's a lot of foreign institutions, foreign banks involved in this. So the, the fear is if this thing crumbles, they default on all of these these loans. It could have a rippling effect, not only just in China, but beyond to foreign markets, which I think we're seeing today um, because people are obviously fearful for all the right reasons. And I mean, heck, you and I spoke for about an hour on this on Friday. I was freaking mm-hmm. out because I bought some options foolishly thinking, oh my God, I'm not even, you know, what am I thinking? And I got crushed this morning. Eh, it happens to everyone. I stopped the bleeding, you stopped the bleeding, it is what it is. <laughs> but the thing is, is with Evergrande is, is I'm not the only one that thought this. You're not the only one that thought this. Everyone that has kind of a, an education on what could potentially happen has has these thoughts that this could be another Lehman Brothers situation um, yeah. where there could be ripple effect for a couple months of, of where's the next support level. There's gonna be a bailout potentially happening, but the writing's on the wall with the chart. Since June 3rd, it's dropped over 1100% to now. And today it dropped what, over 20%? Yeah, just an opening market. Yeah, and it sounds like they're doing a fire sale over there because their cash flow situation is, I mean, it's it's looking dire. Um, $310 billion in debt and liabilities so i'm not happy about that and they they generate substantial amount of revenue and their their uh their capital their their properties all of them like this is gonna be bad they own some u.s securities as well there's institutional buyers and holders from every every place around the world that's invested into evergrand it's gonna cause the ripple effect well, and again, too, this is why I think a lot of people, and I'm just kind of speculating here, get really closed-minded. No one wants to hear the bears talk, but the reality mm-hmm. is, you know, we've known that this developer has been trying to scramble to pay its suppliers for a while, and I think on three separate occasions over the past five weeks, they've warned investors that they could default on their defect on their debts. So it's like just another reason why, you know. Yeah, we're not bears, but it's always important to keep a pulse on, you know, any potential catalyst of this nature that could really be a driving, you know, stake to the heart, right? Yeah, and you and I, we're both bulls at heart. We we want to see the market do well. We want growing companies to increase in value and just expand. We all want that. But in the same aspect, you have to be unbiased. You have to be able to have a strategy at hand to know when to exit and find the next entry and to not pay attention to what the bears are saying, because some of them are factual. If you have a good source, then good. But to not pay attention to what's happening globally is, uh, in my opinion, quite ignorant and can definitely hurt you. Um, smart money doesn't lose money. Um, yeah, buying the dip it's all the so time. much easier said than done, though, too. Well, the thing is that if you just if you don't look at the overall scheme of things, looking at the charts, looking at the global economic like situation, if you just buy the dip just blindly, you're going to lose more money than you would more often than you would make money. So yeah. you always have to have a plan. And looking at the way that the Dow Jones is moving, look, looking at the Nasdaq, the SPY, all of them, this is not over with. The the bleeding is going to continue. 
Well, and I'll be the idiot on this podcast that will be the first to admit my own faults. That you and I have theorized a lot of this, and it's been very astute. But here, I you know didn't stick to my own plan, and I chased a little bit on Friday. Um, <laughs> and so you know, shame on me. I I can laugh about it, Tate, because I know I was a fool. But uh, you know, you live and you learn. The other crazy Almost thing. real. Oh yeah. So there's a little bit of humanism right there the one thing though that i'll be curious to see is like how the banks respond like i already was reading that like some of the bigger banks that are already backing evergrand have basically declined to extend you know new loans um which i guess is expected um but man i just really this is one storyline that everyone needs to keep a pulse on um but also to add on to that, it's not it's not just Evergrande. There's multiple factors into this. The debt increase right now. If the debt doesn't increase, Biden, President Biden has already came out publicly stating that he doesn't want that to happen. But if the debt doesn't increase, I could see that even contributing even more to the market not growing because that's a huge situation. Yeah, well, you're absolutely right. So the federal government is meeting Tuesday and Wednesday of this week to discuss the tapering of stimulus. And while I don't think they'll just say, you know, pull the rug out, I think if anything, they'll at least reveal their plan for, hey, here's how we're going to wean off everything we implemented in March 2020 to support or prop up the economy. And regardless, you know, that's that's not positive news. The sentiment's gonna be really low and people are, I think, already anticipating that, right? We know that like Congress has been in and out of sessions just to keep things from going into a shutdown. But, you know, if you ask me my opinion, and I'm a Labrador retriever uh, to all of this, I genuinely just, I'm going with my instinct and my uh, my intuition. And I genuinely just think that we are on the brink of uh, the correction that's that everyone feels is inevitable, right? There's just, the landmines in the market seem to be constantly growing. The seasonal weakness is combining with, you know, the uncertainty of like COVID-19, the Delta variant, you know, which got me, you know, I was double vaxxed, still got it. I think all that's impacting consumer behavior. I want, you know, I regularly drink LaCroix on these podcasts and I can't buy a 12 pack anymore. I go in there and I'm buying eight packs because they don't box 12 packs anymore and I'm still paying the same goddamn price. So there's 25% right there. I went and bought a tub of ice cream the other day. I opened that fucker up, and only three fourths of it was filled. Yet it was the full gallon. So inflation is real. You know, make sure you're getting extra bacon on your burger and not having to pay for it. Hey, guacamole is always extra ruddy, but uh, it, but it you, is what it is. I, we're seeing it everywhere, and um, I think right if anything. Wall why wouldn't everyone just take some put some precautionary measures in place be mindful i went to all cash this morning and you know for the longest time i've been telling myself all right i'm going to consolidate a bunch of my accounts into one platform i currently have a Robinhood account i have a webull account and i have a thinkorswim account and it's like fuck i just want to operate on one so now i'm going to take this time Put them all under Thinkorswim. Thinkorswim, we'd oh. love a sponsorship. Okay, okay. Yeah, I like Thinkorswim. I just think Weeble's a little bit easier, but hey. Oh, I love we Weeble. Just, I'll, I'll, all right, correction. I'll have my fun account, then I'll have my long-term account. 
But we're cutting Robin Hood. <laughs> well, I've I've stopped what Robin ever since uh, you know long term. But um, I'll say this is that that's a very smart move. I myself um, I have a long term account that I trimmed a little bit la- last week as everything was slowly starting to go down as precautionary. Um, but my sh- small like trade swing trade, yeah, I'm all cash there. Yeah, uh, because yep. it's <laughs> we haven't seen this amount of a gap down over the last six months we haven't seen that big of a gap 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 down ever and uh it's just going to continue to go i think that retail investors are going to sell and institutional buyers they're selling as well oh man there's about 20 percent of the stocks in the s p 500 right now that are down 20 percent below their 50 tweet you know highs exactly just beginning it's just if they're being precautionary, you need to be precautionary. But one thing I will state right now is these are opinions. Yep. Even even with Dana and even myself this morning, I'm wanting to get back in. I'm seeing things bounce a little bit, but I, I implore you, look at a chart, do a little bit of analysis on your own before you decide to re-enter. If it's still way above the support level, there's more to go down. And I'd rather you be smart. Don't be emotional about it. FOMO is very uh, real. It's very real, and it, it, it and it's uh it it can definitely hurt you. So take the emotion out of it for a second. Look at the overall scheme of things. I think Tuesday and Wednesday could definitely provide a little bit of an entry point for some swing plays. Uh, but October, there's a potential that we could be seeing 370 on the SPY, and uh, I hope not. But yeah. This we have never seen. We have never been in a situation where so many factors were against the the market. Um, even in two thousand eight, two thousand eight was the housing market. Everything crashed. Lehman Brothers, credit default swaps, you name it. This is uh, we never dealt with a pandemic like this, and uh, we're seeing the repercussions. So just please be smart. Well, and I think too, everyone, you know, it doesn't hurt to think like a bear. You know, why not have a holistic understanding? of of the market so you can make better decisions right Absolutely. no one's gonna fault you Either for that it's just being smart i think too people are like gosh all right evergrand they're gonna get bailed out okay that might happen in some facet but the reality too there is like that act alone is gonna send you know a lot of doubt it's gonna change the the tide of sentiment in the market and that alone could trigger you know a little pop of the bubble there some all the banks, all the banks got got bailed out in two thousand eight as well, man. I don't think I think people need to realize that. Look at what happened in two thousand eight. All the banks still got bailed out. And still see what happens. Um, I think that a bailout really doesn't mean anything in my mind at all. I think it's just going to make it even worse, like you said. Yep. So that's my. What's, what's our final message here? I say be smart. Take your emotion out of it. Um, look at the bigger scheme of things, not just uh, emotional. Don't you dare decide to buy without looking at a chart. If you don't, if you buy without looking at a chart, you're being emotional and you're going to potentially hurt yourself and your portfolio and capital. Well, and I think too, you know, we're all conditioned to think, all right, my portfolio is down X amount. I'm going to just hold. I'm going to hold until it breaks even. We need to remind ourselves some basic math here. That if you own a stock that's ten bucks and it falls to five bucks, you've lost fifty percent of its value. But for that stock, for you to break even, that stock's gonna have to go up a hundred percent. 
Mm -hmm. right? So just think of the feasibility. Be mindful of, you know, taking precautionary measures and uh, be safe. I think, you know, ASAP's fable, the tortoise and the hare, slow and steady wins the race here. So um, I love all the advice here, Alex. And as always, you know, continue uh, reach out via Twitter with any questions. We don't have all the answers, but we'll certainly expend our time and energy finding them, right? Absolutely. No question. We're, we're always here to help you guys. We're here to educate you. And I know a lot of people always want to hear the good things, the optimistic sides and want to hear the bullish side, but there needs to be a time where you need to look at reality and see the other side. And this is exactly what we're trying to do. We're not trying to tell you to sell. That's not what we're trying to say. We're trying to tell you to be smart and look at the situation before you make any drastic decisions. Okay. And uh, finally, visit our Twitter and sign up for our newsletter. We're dropping it once a week. We already acknowledged, you know, Evergrande and the FOMC meeting this week and our first newsletter. So it's free. Um, sign up and enjoy our Shakespearean writing. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>